Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Let's have a soul talk. We are so glad to have you in conversation with us. Thank you so much for following Jesus with us. In Soul Talks, we seek to have an authentic conversation, invite you into that, and call you into that way of life and relationship and ministry. We love hearing from you, too, and being in community with you. And one of the things that we hear from you quite often is you thank us for being honest and transparent and vulnerable with you in these Soul Talks. And it's the same when we speak or at our Soul Shepherding Institute. People always come up and they always say, thank you for sharing so vulnerably and honestly in real time. It helps me to know I'm not alone. It helps me to have hope and to feel like I can work through these things, too, and so thank you for giving us that feedback because that helps us to continue to take courage to do so. And it, and it does take courage. It, it's actually a death to self and it's, I have to take courage to overcome my pride that wants to manage my image and what people think of me. And so it's helpful when I see God using it in your lives. And recently I was with one of you and we were having a soul talk and you said to me, how do you do it? How do you make yourself be so vulnerable and transparent. And I I thought about that and I thought, well, I think it's in part because I have appreciated saints who have gone before me who have done that, like Henry Nowen and and Brennan Manning. And in their writing, they've been vulnerable, they've been transparent, they've been honest about the struggles. And it just, it so helps me because they would verbalize and articulate things that I was feeling shame about or that I felt judged for. I was like, wow, they're like able to just be so at peace in God's love for them and securing God's love for them that they're willing to risk being judged. They're willing to risk being shamed. And as I observed that, I felt so, so much gratitude for that because it benefited me and it gave me courage to realize, well, I can bring my true self out into the light. I don't need to hide in shame and I can trust God's love. And then venturing on that with safe people got me started. So, yeah. It makes such a difference. I think back even my relationship with Dallas Willard when I was meeting with him and uh, he was often vulnerable with me, uh, surprisingly so. And, and he would share something or ask for prayer, uh, even though the, the point of the conversation was he, he was listening to me and mentoring me and guiding me as a uh, just before we started soul shepherding and bringing spiritual formation and soul care to pastors and missionaries and leaders, but that that authenticity, that that realness, uh, that life on life, it's so um, a sacred. It's sacred uh, ground. It's a it's a holy conversation, and it inspires a lot of trust and respect when someone who is uh, accomplished, who, who's who's a leader, who has things to teach us, but they're they're on the journey with us, and they they have some areas of of need or brokenness, and they take courage to be vulnerable and let us into that space. And so that's been a journey for you, Christy, as an Enneagram two, a helper. Uh, that's not something that twos are known for. They're maybe the, one of the types that has the most difficulty being vulnerable and saying, "Hey, this is what I need. This is where I'm hurting, where I'm struggling," because twos are all about 
other people and their needs and how, how can I be caring and compassionate and what can I do to serve you? And so you've been on a journey for some years and I just really admire the ways that you have grown in your self-awareness and your uh, willingness to, even when it might feel embarrassing sometimes, to, uh, to be real and to be raw with people, uh, to let them into your inner world. Well, thank you. You've been certainly very helpful to me in this. And part of that's because you've been safe for me to be able to be real with and to be honest and transparent with. And when I'm in shame, you often have been able to identify that and even ask me about it, invite me to be honest and transparent and to step into the light with what I'm experiencing. And then as I've done that, you've been able to be an ambassador of God's love and grace to me. And that's, that's helped me, giving me that appetite that I, there actually are people that I can be safe and real and honest with, not just God, but his people too. And that is really where it starts. It starts in a relationship with, uh, in our case, uh, husband and wife uh, and partners in ministry and in leadership. But we all need a safe friend. Uh, we need a soul friend. Uh, maybe it's a spiritual director. Uh, who is setting aside time and is great at empathy and, and keeps keeping a confidence and will listen to you prayerfully and ask great questions. And that's why we train spiritual directors in soul shepherding in our institute. And that's why we have spiritual directors on our staff because everybody needs to experience safety in a relationship. And when we can be vulnerable with someone backstage in our personal life where, where we're just we're asking them to to listen and support us, then we can bring that vulnerability into the Bible study that we're leading or the sermon that we're preaching or some other area of ministry and leadership. Yeah, it it does take a lot of courage, though, because there still are times when we do expose ourselves to people that aren't safe or people that don't understand or people that do judge us. But as we find our security in the Lord and with safe people and we have somebody like a spiritual director, a counselor, a soul friend that we can process that how that feels with that really helps as well and then as we are able to stand with jesus receiving his love and grace is enough for us it also helps us to to really function in that true authentic self and not try to worry about managing our reputation and what people think of us and it's been freeing for me it's been it's been helpful for me to be able to live authentically in that way just as it's helpful to me, like you illustrated, Bill, when other people are that way with me, I feel honored. I feel like it's holy ground. I feel like they're really trusting me with their true self. And I want to really make sure that I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit and participating with his love here and grace here in their life. Yeah, when I listen to a speaker or read a book, I'm always wondering, how is it working in your life? And so I so appreciate it when, when the, our spokespersons are authentic and vulnerable. And in order to, to be more that way in our relationships and in our ministry, you've really highlighted, Christy, through your story that we need to work through the, uh, the insecurity, the fear, the feelings of embarrassment and shame. Uh, we, we need to work that through in, in our personal life mm-hmm. uh, w- with that soul friend or with that spiritual director. Mm-hmm. Say more about that. Yeah, well, if we're just being transparent with something we haven't worked through, then we're not really being a very good ambassador for Christ. So we might be using our audience like a therapist. Yeah, if we're just venting or we're just emoting or we're 
trying to process or with people in front of people, but it isn't something where we really experience God meeting us and loving us and bringing his light and his grace often through a soul shepherd, then yeah, then it doesn't feel good to the person listening at all because then they're made to feel responsible or to feel bad or to feel worried or to or tempted to judge. So that is an important part. We need to be in what we're sharing vulnerably. We need to make sure we're taking responsibility for that in our relationship and our health and our life and discipleship to Jesus. So if I'm writing an Instagram post or I'm uh, sharing on a, on a blog something personal from my life that I've been struggling with, it would be really important that this is not the first time I've shared this, that I have shared this first with somebody who is supporting me, that I'm being vulnerable with asking them to listen to me. Because once we have a platform and we share something, there is a certain sense of, of the, the power we get in that place, the, the position of respect that we're in, and so people might uh, idealize us and affirm us even for being vulnerable. And if we're playing to that, that's mm-hmm. going to get us all messed up inside. Absolutely it will. And that's the important thing is that we're being authentic and in our true self in every way. That we're not using our weaknesses in a way that's manipulative even. Or we're not using our sharing and authenticity in a way to manipulate people or even to try to get favor with them. But that we're really... We're really offering it to God as, a, as an offering, as a sacrifice, to, to trust him to use us in our strength and our weakness, to trust that, that he can use me as a wounded healer. So there's this balance here, Bill, where we want, we want to be able to share our, our process and even our pain, authenticity, on, authentic, authentically. authentically. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we also, it doesn't mean that we can't share anything if we haven't experienced healing. Because the reality is we're, we're in process with things. So am I making progress in my discipleship to Jesus in this area? If I am, I think it's, it's helpful and good to share where there's still wounds, where there's still struggles, where there's still temptations, where there's still hurts and pains, and how God's grace is meeting me in that. But if it's a place where there's not, there hasn't been any healing, there hasn't been any any experienced strength or hope to borrow from the 12 step I was just thinking about that yeah to share then maybe I don't share that yet publicly yeah our exp- we share our experience our strength and our hope so the experience is where there's might be brokenness mm-hmm. uh, some failing uh, woundedness and there's vulnerability and experience but strength is like well I've been making some I've been learning in this area I've experienced some comfort or, or encouragement and there's been some progress then the hope is like, well, this is needs to be a blessing for other people. It's not right. when it when it's my my blog or my sermon or my my Bible study. Th- this needs to be helpful to them, so it needs to give people hope. Yes, but we do need a place like in spiritual direction or counseling or soul friendship where we can not have to share our experience, strength, and hope. We can just share our experience. Just, share just be, just be broken, yeah. and and receive ministry. And so having that too. But when we're in a position of ministry. That's where we want to bring authentically the pain if we can also share where God's grace is leading us and meeting us in that. So share more about what has given you courage to be vulnerable because I I remember conversations that we've had uh, in years past as you've been leaning into being more vulnerable in our Soul Shepherding Institute, as you co-teach with me, as we go to churches and and we we speak places, whether it's... uh, giving a, a sermon series, kicking off Journey of the Soul, uh, partnering with the, the pastor, or when we do leadership training in churches, 
you're you've been leaning into authenticity for for a number of years now but getting into that that place really took a lot of courage for you it took a lot of courage because i most of my life have tried to hide my emotions and have felt a lot of shame over how emotional i am and how strongly i feel and as i began to take courage to articulate that and to share that it was really helpful for me to see other people come up and to say thank you for sharing that because i feel that too and it was it was freeing them from shame and it was freeing me from shame too to realize that i can speak this i don't have to hide in shame my experience i don't have to hide in shame my emotions about things and and i felt the lord really inviting me to live more authentically transparently and wholeheartedly before others like i do before him and to bring some of those articulations that I bring into my journaling or into my prayer times into relationships with others. And as I did that with you early on in our marriage, and I found that it you would actually thank me, and you it would actually help you access and grow in awareness of ways that you had feelings that you weren't even aware of. And as I saw it helping you, that also gave me courage to realize, oh, okay, God uses this. When I venture on him and I'm just myself and I'm not hiding myself in shame, he uses this. He uses this to help other people get free of shame and hiding and grow in awareness. And and as we grow in awareness of these things and bring it into our relationship with Jesus, it helps us immensely in our intimacy with the Lord. Because you grew up with the idea that you were too sensitive, too emotional, only feeler and a family of thinkers and uh, so there was a, a lot of uh, embarrassment and hesitation and you it's taken you some time to realize well actually your your feeling self is in many ways your your greatest leadership gift you've you've got uh, this incredible emotional intelligence but you had to come to terms with uh, you had to bring that that uh, sensitivity that emotionality into God's grace and come to accept that that that's uh, not a liability but it's actually a, a beautiful thing yeah because I also grew up in a church and and we I still hear this message a lot where it was taught that feelings are the caboose that you if, if you have emotions then you have a problem with your thinking and you need to change your thinking to deal with your emotions and to get your emotions healthy and in line. And while there is some truth to that, for sure, and even Dallas has taught some of that, I I have also seen that, well, no, my feelings do have a lot of intelligence to them. And oftentimes they lead me very well, and and especially in intimacy with Jesus and connection with other people in healthy, loving ways. And they, they teach me about myself. They reveal my pride. They reveal my temptations. They reveal my longings and my desires, some of which are God-given. And this is biblical. The importance of vulnerability, of emotional honesty, is throughout our scriptures. Even Jesus himself uh, articulates many different emotions at different points of time, uh, sadness and grief and uh, anxiety and, and all manners of stress and frustration and anger and uh, there's times that it, probably Jesus didn't know what to do, and so he he prays and he listens listens to God, and he he uh, walks something out with the, the Holy Spirit, and so Jesus is is a human being with a full range of of emotions, and it's been really valuable for me to look carefully into the Gospels and see that about Jesus, and to to study the Psalmist and and the emotionally honest faith that the Psalmist shows us throughout the Psalms that that faith is not like just a thinking 
thing. It's also emotional, and there's an integration of uh, feelings and faith throughout the Psalms. And so it's very helpful to see that, that really the very essence of faith, it's not just this, sometimes we get this idea that faith is just believing the right things about God or just being strong and positive all the time. But but really, faith is like we see it in Hebrews 11. It's perseverance. And it's perseverance through difficulties and trials and mistreatment and, and suffering and uh, emotional lows as well as highs in, in these ups and downs of life. And so we're trusting God in, in a real relationship that is authentic and, and vulnerable and, and messy and raw. And as much as that's true with God, God also wants that to be true in our relationships with one another. That's why Jesus gave us the new commandment to love one another. Well, one of the things that's so important, what you're saying there, is that I think the enemy uses uh, this as a temptation to isolate us from one another, to make us think, you can't share this. Nobody will understand this. Nobody else feels this. You're alone with this. You're a problem. And shames us into this silence and into this isolation and we compare how we feel on the inside with how others look on the outside and because others aren't being honest and transparent on this level we think well there must be something wrong with me that I feel this and as I've taken courage to not listen to that and not be bullied by that voice and to more voice my experience including my emotions my struggles my wounds then I find other people saying Thank you, because I feel that too. Thank you. I've experienced that too. And it gives them permission to be honest and to be vulnerable. And as as I do that, I see that God is using me as a wounded healer. I mean, one of the ways we get a lot of feedback about this is we get a lot of people thanking us when we are vulnerable and we work through a conflict together in real time, whether it's at an institute that we're leading or on our podcast or, you know, where we're leading a group and we have a, a difference of opinion about where we what we should do next or something, we work that through out loud in the community. We're honest and we're transparent. People see that, they watch us, and they're like, that is so helpful because most of the time we feel like we just need to shut that down and quiet it down and pretend everything's good in life. And so when people see us be honest about that and real and vulnerable, take that risk to love each other and work that through, it gives them a vision for that they can do that too. It gives them courage that they can do that too. So wounded healers articulate the inner events, the, the emotions, the faith struggles, the, the needs, the, the real stuff of our relationship with God and our discipleship to Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you who are listening, uh, the, just the power of vulnerability in your, all of your relationships, your life, your ministry, and encourage you in your journey of faith as you uh, experience different stages of faith, like we write about in our book, Journey of the Soul. We call these the Christ stages of faith. In that book, we lay out the integration of feelings and faith at each of the stages, most especially at the, the soul pivot, which is the wall, those trials that, that where God's face seems hidden or we're spiritually dry or some sort of a faith crisis or a burnout. But these wall experiences where we come to feeling really stuck and sooner or later we all hit one of these major trials and especially that soul pivot the power of really getting out the shovel and digging in deeper into what we call the inner journey or the I stage uh, in the Christ stages with Christ as an acronym the inner journey of paying attention to our emotions our longings our needs our, our brokenness our conflicts and learning how to pray that through, learning how to talk that through, that integration of feelings and faith is really a, uh, an empowering part of our, of our journey of the soul with Jesus that can 
really lead us into that other side of the wall where there is so much more to the Christian life than many of us have even dreamed of. And it really happens right at this spot of vulnerability and realness about our our struggles. Jesus, how grateful we are that you meet us even in our most wounded, desolate, embarrassed, ashamed, broken places. That you don't shun us, you don't shame us, you don't withdraw from us, but you come towards us with your empathy, with your love, with your grace, your truth. That you enable us to lift our eyes to you and to not look away. And that as you give us strength and courage, Lord, to be honest, to be our true selves in you, that you also meet us through ambassadors of you, through our brothers and sisters in you, who mediate your love and grace to us. And you grow us through that experience of receiving your love and your grace and your forgiveness. So we ask, Lord, that you would continue to enable us to take courage, to be awake and aware of our own sins, of our own brokenness and needs, and also of ways that you are growing us and at work in us and through us. And we thank you that you use us, Lord. Broken crackpots, your light shines through those cracks. So we offer even the cracks to you for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. To help you benefit even more from Soul Talks, we put together show notes for every podcast episode that includes a transcript of the podcast and links to any resources that we mentioned. So check out the show notes that go with this podcast and hope that you'll find even more encouragement there. Thanks for following Jesus with us. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 